Welcome, everybody, to the Broken Campfire <laughs> Very good, podcast. very good. Thank you, thank you. Uh, this is a really good podcast for one reason only, and that's all my friends are here. You can't say that yet. We haven't done it. Uh, Well, I can because I have, as the host, just uh, incredible confidence in my uh, group. And hey, guys, we'll do That's a real bummer, dude. I've got some uh, clairvoyance. Or you might say I cast an augury on today, and I got... What is that? I got an omen of of, of wheel. You stick it into a tree to get. Sad. What is what that? Is talking, what is he talking about? What is a uh, what's an omen? Yeah, an augury. That like actually, oh, sorry, an augury. I think auguries are in D anD D, but they're not spells. I don't think. Uh, so no, you better start aug- speaking some American. I got a, 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 a little upset. You can use for an an, an augury is like you can cast an augury on like, hey, I want to, I want to go east today. And the augury doesn't give you any information except it gives you either an omen of woe or an omen of wheel. So it kind of like helps you rate like, okay, if I do yeah, this, you know, this like, would be a really bad idea. Yeah, we don't we don't get bossed you around know, by trees or something, whatever you just said. You know, to an auger is like a, like a big drill, right? Yeah. Yeah. But before we get into any of that D&D nonsense, um, and this is a D&D podcast. It's going to be very D&D nonsense. It's not. It's really not. Uh, well, this episode one forty four is in a D and D podcast. Um, yeah, we'll see. Dark and darker. Two notes. <laughs> First off, Elon Musk may have That's changed uh, the branding of Twitter to X, but you can still find us at the old, the same old handle at Broken Campfire. Uh, if you look and- close enough, you can still see uh, parts of X labeled as Twitter, so it's fine. I don't believe that. Alphabet has yet decided to change the branding on Gmail, but just in case that happens, uh, just keep in mind that we are not planning on changing our email. It should always be brokencampfire at gmail.com. Xmail. Guys, no, no, you're confusing them. It's not Xmail. It's not Qmail. It's Gmail. Gmail as in good mail. Game mail. That's actually pretty good. Game mail? Game mail. Gamer mail? Gamer mail. But before we get D&D Flask, you're actually, uh, let me say it plainly, we've all lost our lives in the last week. Uh, Really in a a race, a competition of sorts. Um, It's not really a competition. It's really not. It would be a competition if there were equal chances or just maybe even... (laughs) Like yeah, near chances right. for yeah, both sides to win, right? Yeah, right. But, definitely uh, agree. Definitely agree. We've been in a friendly uh, um, <laughs> tournament of champions uh, playing Baldur's Gate three. We have two big groups going on. Um, both groups, I think, are fair to say, are in uh, various parts of Act two. So I think we're going to have some thoughts later on that are both spoiler and non spoiler. We'll, we'll we'll tag it, but um, we're going to get do a big discussion on that later on in the pod. Uh, Flask, you're actually the only member of the podcast so uh, today who has not played Baldur's Gate 3. Um, yeah, so I'm actually really excited to see are... what the hell you've been doing with your time the last week instead. What could possibly <laughs> be more important or, or what, better time? What well, so just because I didn't lose my life to Baldur's Gate 3 does not mean that I have a life. I have not gained a life in lieu of that. I just am also living a non-life 
Hey guys, it sounds like we need to go see Withers about Flask, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he doesn't get nice it. One. He doesn't get it. I don't know it. what that means. He, the, Withers revives you if you pay him money. So you said you don't have a life. I'm just saying he could bring you back to life. Oh, okay. Now I get it. That was funny. Strike him from yeah, the record for It's a pretty good gold. reference to current um, video game. So, what's really cool, actually, is that I have nothing to talk about. What? Other than I haven't really done uh, things that are like noteworthy for no, podcast discussion. I do, I do things, but I didn't do things. You haven't like right, read well, a book, looked uh, at a star, or something like that. I have weeks like that all the time. Flash, you do <laughs> not Flask have to is, feel Flask bad. is hitting me in the gut right now. Tell me this the classic Dreamcast me. game you played. Um, <laughs> I want to know. Come on. No, so no. I. Hey. At least tell us about how you got all up into like geocaching this week. That's perfect. That's like, that's um, like IRL gaming. I, uh, I've been reading books. That's the main thing I've been doing. I've been playing, to, or sorry, uh, watching some movies, but I haven't <laughs> felt like stop. playing video games <laughs> at all. Not even a little bit. This past Thank week. you, hey, you well, Vito. Well, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Have you been reading books based off of video games? Uh? No. What about uh, manga? All right, Flash could really kill me here. That's yeah, not yeah, a question. Are, are, but no. are these like those those mangoes we talk no, about? No, and they're uh, not light novels, novels either. I'm sorry to say. I I know how to salvage this pathetic excuse of a roundtable. Does a video game show well, have, up one in one of the say. books? Tell me that, please. Oh, you do have. You um, do have something. Tell me a video game. That's a good question, but no, I don't think so. No, not this past week, at least. Yeah, but you you alluded to one thing. Yeah, I guess. Um, right, please. The only please thing that me. I thought of was to recommend a few uh, YouTube channels that I've been that I've picked up on recently. All right. Um, video okay. games. Uh, yeah, actually. A couple oh, thank God. Thank God. Oh, maybe you Christ. could uh, maybe you could post them in the chat while you're saying. I will do. I'm so. not gonna remember. Yes. It's um, the YouTube corner before <laughs> Flask YouTube goes on. Before Flask goes on his silly list of channels i have one channel to recommend oh. youtube.com slash broken campfire that's ours yeah and actually you you pretty much maintain that you do a great job of that there's a lot of cool content there of varying length very diverse yes. people should check it out thank you yeah so shouting out three content creators who have larger audiences than us as is tradition uh we are in no way <laughs> giving them any sort of uh attention it will boost them We'll boost him. We'll boost him. Um, yeah, that's fine. I'll do it. Yeah. No, so the I, first, I won't even ask a fee. But, you know, I'll do it for free. We oh, are just free. generous that way. Uh, so Zach actually accidentally turned me on to this channel uh, the other day. It's uh, Sean Shonson, which is a funny name. Um, name of the channel and the man, I assume. Uh, he does mostly... No slash all PlayStation 1 content. Um, some of his videos are really long. Uh, like like all of the, you know, developer name games on the PS1 compilations, stuff like that, um, where he reviews every game that fits that category. Um, he does uh, most of his videos. He spins a wheel and randomly chooses a few uh, obscure or, or Japanese-only PS1 games to spotlight by playing and reviewing them 
Uh, and what I like is that he has a very approachable style of review. Uh, and he gives off this this impression of uh, experiencing the quirks of the games right along with the viewer. So there's a, there's a sense of discovery there. Plus, the subject matter is interesting because the PS1 has a very eclectic library. It's pretty pretty wild in there. Uh, the channel is very bingeable. A lot of a lot of videos already, and um, still going. So yeah, if you like PS1 stuff, check that out. The the tagline. Uh, I'm looking at the videos right now, but the tagline yeah. "long videos to fall asleep to" is that sarcastic or are they are they actually like chill? Uh, some of them could be feature length and they are quite chill enough that you could fall asleep to them. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Uh, and he's Irish. (laughs) Uh, the next one is hungry Gorilla, G O R I Y A, uh, which is just humble. I would say, uh, very clean reviews of, of mostly, eight and 16-bit rpgs and uh action adventure games it's not as much my jam content wise uh as like the ps1 stuff but i find her videos to be very relaxing um her script reading delivery is very calm and even so uh very chill the scripts themselves are very cohesive and like comprehensive as reviews go um, and even though there's clearly a sense of humor in the videos, the presentation has a tone of like professionalism and, uh, earnestness is a great word to describe. Um, I find that charming, you know, the sort of like earnest professional review style. Um, she's Canadian, I think. So, so I initially thought it was like an upper Midwestern U.S. accent, like from Minnesota, Minnesota or Dakota, but uh, it's, it's Canadian. And uh, that also adds to the wholesomeness a little bit, I think. There's just an all-round good feeling to the videos. And as I said, yeah, 8-bit and 16-bit stuff. Cool. And then uh, this third one is not games, but it is books. Uh, it's called The Library Ladder. What? <laughs> Some of them are about games, right? Uh... Not, Gosh, please, please. not really, no, not really, but he covers a lot of content. Um, so I'm sure some of them have game like things in them. Oh, thank God. Uh, I, I don't usually watch, <laughs> I don't usually watch like booktuber channels on YouTube because, uh, you know, I'd normally rather just read for myself than just get like, book, someone else's right, impressions. Like... Yeah. Uh, but there's something about this channel. He has this guy has a very extensive collection uh, and interest in. He has a ladder in his freaking library. Yeah, he shows it at videos, the start of every like video. Halfway up the ladder, is he like? Oh, he hey, is not on the ladder at the start of videos, but he shows uh, the ladder in like a pan. That's how many books really he has. You should write him an uh, email saying. I always wanted one of those ladders, and I don't. I don't own books. I mean, my girlfriend owns shelves and shelves and shelves upon books, but. I, I always wanted one of the ladders with the wheel. It's on the track. Yeah, yeah slide down it. Yeah, he's got one of those. He can slide whenever it? he wants. He never shows us in the videos. Stingy bastard. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm so yeah, sorry. That's, no, I bet it doesn't right. work. He didn't show you right. it. If you're not showing off your your ladder, it don't work. Right, it must not work. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So his interest is in genre fiction, 
So like sci-fi, fantasy, um, mystery, you know, whatever. Uh, and he briefly goes over recommended authors, series, genres in like longer form videos that are a compilation of a lot of those. All in a very calm voice without too much or too little detail. He kind of hits the sweet spot of talking about the books themselves. Um, so yeah, just some pleasant videos it, that if you're interested in reading and especially genre fiction, it may get you to to add another book or three to your list because you're, you know, these are often, you know, uh, he often explains why they're important or interesting. So yeah, those are a few uh, YouTube channels that I looked at recently. And aside cool. from that, so just to repeat, Sean Johnson, Hungry Gorilla, and The Library Ladder. And that's, that. that's all I really got today. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm looking at the uh, Library Ladders thing. There's actually some videos here that I think I would like. Uh, Dan Simmons is here, and I, I've read some of his stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. That's, that's, that's cool. Hey, I, I could always yeah. use YouTube recommendations because I'm always stuck on the same channels. Right. I get frustrated. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm actually getting distracted looking at the list of the history <laughs> on the library. Yeah. Guy. Well, he's got, he's got intriguing the titles. Podcast. I, right. I, I have a job. There's just so many good looking videos. Uh, oh, that one looks cool too. Hey. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Anyway, thanks, Flask. That was. You know, for not playing any video games or doing anything interesting in the last week at all with your life, uh, that was uh, a pretty good roundtable. At least something, yeah. right? I did have one thing I wanted to add to your roundtable, and that's kind of an introduction. Um, me and the boys have been, well, well, let me just get into it. Um, I want to build Flask as a character in D&D. So Flask, I think, first off, you should choose your class, right? Because everybody's, everybody's... Yeah. Choose my what's class. class. Um, yeah. Do you think what's let's make let's make this question simpler. Are you gonna like beat somebody up or are you gonna like cast a spell? Is there a class that just reads books and doesn't fight? That would be like a wizard that doesn't do anything, yeah. <laughs> a wizard with no goals. Okay. What I think Flask is a human male wizard, right? We can all agree so far. <laughs> yeah, I can say that. Um, I think Flask has the light cantrip. It's, you know, you're not one charm person. He, you know, he's got charm person. Oh, Fl Flask probably has charm person for sure. Um, he does not um, have magic missile. By the way, I just want to say this right now. I just remembered in advance of the the BG three discussion. I do have a question that can maybe like start as like the lead into the discussion. Well, actually, before about we game. get too deep into it, I did have I wanted to talk about you know D and D and um how we're all just having a great time playing Dark and Darker um and getting we're extracting a lot, getting a lot of loot. Uh, the game just came out. Um, huge recommend to everybody. Everybody should play it. Thanks. Sorry, I uh, that uh, I had a stroke. What are you talking about? Baldur's Gate? No, Dark and Darker. Dark and Darker. 
Andy. The hell is that? Stop. The, no, I don't know. Strike that from the record. Like games not, that's not coming out, right? There will be no dark have, and darker on this podcast. I'm I just will not kidding. be connected with it. And uh, I actually am going to destroy it from reality after the podcast, now that you've said this. On the real, I, uh, I think dark and darker is something that I want to get into later not not this podcast but there's still a lot coming uh in the news or i I don't know if i want to get into this podcast we'll see we can feel it out but okay um the game came out and we're not playing it and i don't know if i ever will right now um for uh uh decisions made in publishing but fortunately we do have real D &D and a video game forum that we're playing Baldur's Gate 3. Well, I you had a question. Yeah, well, first of all, was there a reason you were asking about, my like, building me a character? No, I was segueing into D&D talk. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so, recently it sort of hit me, um, the question of why have I not had any inclination to get in on BG th- B- BG3G? What, with all the B- hype surrounding it, yeah. you know? But then I realized that that was not my actual question because, you know, whims are whims, moods are moods. My actual question is, why is there all this hype surrounding BG3G? Why does it well, seem like well, everyone unanimously decided to be really into this game, even pre-release, like when we were just getting the early words about it? Um, play Divinity 2? And is that because it's it just seemed like a really cool game? Divinity 2 I'm- is the biggest reason. I mean, okay. yeah, mine's a hundred percent. I never played any of the. I never played the yes. Baldur's yeah. Gate series, yeah. But I've played. I mean, I never played D and D in my entire life. I know I had to learn all of the systems from scratch while playing Baldur's Gate. I'm still learning them. They're they're complicated. I'm in here because Divinity Two. I have probably the most hours in any video game I've played in like Divinity Two. It was an excellent RPG where you could play, you know, with with Go three with other boys, of your friends. Fun mods. It's if yeah. Wanted. It's just, it's one of the best games I've played, and we've played a lot of it together. So this mm, game right. is so, made by Larry and those same developers. So that, but that, that you guys aren't wrong, but that speaks to our group. Flask, you were, you were asking a more general question, I think. And I think that it, the, the first answer is what everybody just said. I think Divinity Original Sin 2 is a PC gaming darling. Um, Larry's pedigree was already firmly established, yeah. Good. Yeah, then yeah, you got the Baldur's Gate name as well. I mean, this is exactly. the third game the Baldur's of the Gate name legendary exactly. series. You know, to the people who like this sort of game, uh, you know, this is like the cream of the crop. And then you also do just have D and D popularity, which and then yeah, D and D has exploded last, in the last five years or yeah, so. With, I mean, yeah, like Stranger even, Things and shit, like like. Well, Stranger Things, all the um, I don't know them, but like the uh, the kind of like the podcast, Critical like, Role and all that. Yeah, exactly, yeah, Critical exactly. Role and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I think a D&D's good recent big, film, well, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, exactly, a recent film. I think, yeah, I think it's just the the perfect time and the perfect developer. Those are all good answers. Yeah, and and it, and it doesn't hurt that like the game has had um, a very long early access period where they didn't really update it much, but like gave the players enough to like just engender a lot of like natural hype. Like this was a game where people would hear about it, then look it up and be like, and find out the people who had played what content there was were like, it, you know, wanted it like it was fucking crack. You know I mean? Very like, enthusiastic. Yeah. Yeah. Very enthusiastic. It's, 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 it's like when I think it's about a, perfect a game storm, where, you know what I mean, as far as like divinity two goes, like 
they made this game where they give you like a tool set and you could just have fun and do zany shit. You could break the rules. They didn't care. They didn't care if you, you know, threw aside a huge storyline just because you wanted to teleport somebody into a pit of lava. Right. I don't care if you want to cheese fights. Uh, it was it was up to your imagination how you wanted to play the game. That's that's why I really like that game. I also think they did have a really good marketing campaign. I mean, the two moves of one pushing the game release up and two uh, not that you can plan for this, but the bear sex video going viral. I think that those <laughs> just helped push yeah. it. I mean, it's in my opinion, as far as PC gaming goes, it's firmly in the mainstream. Like maybe I'm I'm. Uh, an outlier with the people I know at work, but like I know about at least two, maybe three people at work were playing it. And Definitely for about it. for PC gaming, yeah. Well, I could see that being the case. And it's just a great game. And it's just a yeah. It, at the end of the day, it really is like, just like without a, all this stuff. Like, yeah, <laughs> really good like, game. Yeah. Well, that's what so I want to hear about. How great? Them? How yeah. great is this game you're playing? I would say pretty great. A, I mean, I'm uh, sure we're all going to talk about it, but I mean, I would say the greatest thing about it. Um, it's it's just like the the storytelling. I mean, I'm in uh, just meeting these different characters. I would say that's the biggest, the weakest thing in Divinity, is you know By the story. Point. In fact, up until yesterday, when when Alex explained it to me, I didn't even know what the story was in Divinity Two. And I had and like, played it. I had like six hundred hours in that game. I've been like, it multiple multiple times. And it's like weird. I kind of like had a, a rough understanding. I kind of gave him like the basic view, but I I was missing a lot of stuff. I want to fix um, it on and that partly, for a second. Like, it's weird, because, like, you would, we would do stuff and then just immediately forget what happened. It's like... Well, yeah, partly because it wasn't interesting. Like, I would hear all these crazy names, and I don't know, it just, it, it did not... It, it wasn't, like, in the same way. It wasn't, like, obviously bad, though, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't, mm -hmm. like, a cringe dialogue and shit. It just was bland, different world. Um, yeah. Yeah, go on, sorry. Convoluted enough but, that I that, didn't care. Well, that point just really dialogue, resonated with me. Um... And you know another reason why this game is so big, and you know I don't I don't expect to see this in other games because this is above and beyond. Everything is is fully voiced. Um, that is cool. You yeah, know sometimes dude. when you're playing like a twelve hour session, you know reading does get to wear on you, and you start clicking a little faster. You know and when they're talking to you, I can just like you know zone out for a second, listen to them, and then and then go on. Um, you remember that moment in video games when they transitioned like Bethesda RPGs transitioned from um having like um long complex dialogues and not everything was voice but you kind of expected that to necessarily simplifying and shortening things down uh, as more things were voiced to the point where you basically didn't have any options and like characters only said a few things like yeah. Yeah. that that was the worry i kind of had when like i heard that this game was going for that more cinematic dialogue style but it's it's just really paying off it's just crazy to see them doing all this stuff no, I would say and, and it's, seeming it's like much... they're not sacrificing quality for it yeah, as, as much lines you can pick from, or more than, than Divinity. Uh, and, I mean, I can keep going. I mean, and the game, just, I mean, not that it really matters for this type of game, it just looks fucking nice. It's amazing. Sometimes I'm watching those cutscenes, I'm seeing my guy, I'm like, damn, dude, that's a crisp-looking dwarf. It's got really <laughs> and, good scenic views also. I know Vito's had more of a negative experience than I have, so don't, don't take this to heart, but, I mean, I, I have... My hard my com computer was like good plus tier in 2019 when I built it. Um, it's still running, you know, fantastic for me at a a smooth uh, 1080p. 
To be fair, I don't I know the reasons, but your your game also does crash every like thirty minutes. It does not crash every thirty minutes. It's, <laughs> it's crashed like six or seven times in our well, twenty hours. Is- I, I, I I I I'm not. I don't. You know, I'm not harping on it because it is what it is. But it's definitely more than six times. The one I mean, I want to. that's my driver out today. My, my game's so not crashing either. I think what you're thinking of is like my internet right now is fucked up. Long story. Uh, I still need to get Comcast to fix it, it, and I'm on Wi-Fi since okay. every now and then it's dropping. But like so the game itself it is. is not crashing; it's my my network. The game has crashed like six or seven times, um, but it doesn't feel like it's happening often. Yeah, my my game's running. It's 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 running. I'm getting thirty FPS, and uh, I, I think my my computer's a little. It's getting a little old, though. I mean, this is definitely a beautiful-looking game. It's got some nice lighting, some nice models. Um, maybe you could use a little optimization. Yeah, and then, content, I mean, just though, keep going. Uh, I mean, as far as gameplay and mechanics go, I mean, it is just 5th edition D&D, a little bit gamified, but, I mean, it's already, you know, 5th edition's a proven system. Uh, maybe not everybody in the world likes it, but enough people do. So, I mean, it's it's extremely solid there, you know. Um, I think a lot of the changes it makes are good, and a lot of the changes it makes are. That makes sense I, for a video game. Makes sense for a video game. Some changes they make are like at me wondering, like, oh man, is this balanced even? But I'm still early enough. I don't really feel like I I can judge. And like I imagine that it's kind of fun sometimes when, um you are unbalanced as a player like that you oh for sure are able like, to pull off interesting things it wasn't last session but like it was like 15 16 hours in that i realized that as a, a caster like wait i can cast multiple level spells in one turn if if you have the right level spells that's cool it's a lot of fun i'm having a blast with the combat uh, like John was saying, the story is just, I'm just way more invested in the story this time around and, and the side quest as well. Um, it's just really great. I had to nitpick the only, I mean, negative thing I would say about the game is that sometimes the camera doesn't do what I want it to. Right. Yeah. That's the cameras, true. camera, uh, camera yeah, definitely does bug I had a, I had one like or two for things to complain about. I've never been like, I can't do this cause of camera. I've been like, I've been slightly inconvenienced trying to do this cause of camera. I'd ha- I have like two very minor nitpicks so far. Um, uh, one is that and a lot of this is user error. Don't get me wrong. Don't, don't yell at me, but I feel like I'm misclicking a lot more. Maybe it's just like the stuff's a lot busier, but like, I'm clicking on stuff that I don't mean to click, and guards are getting mad at me more than what happened in Divinity. I mean, again, definitely some of that's user error, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's something. Well, there. I haven't run I haven't into that, but we have run into rules. is, and you just have to be careful. In this game, um, you know, if you click to go somewhere, it's going to usually take you the shortest path. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if that goes through fire or lava, acid right. or lava. <laughs> right, environment. So, but I mean, it will tell you on the little line, it'll turn red. Or you know a different color if you're entering like a, a you know negative terrain. If you're paying attention, you see it. But like if you're not, and you're just like, oh, I want to go here, um, it's it's just gonna kill you, dude. Yeah, I've been. I got so steamed ye- yesterday. We did a uh, literally. I won't, I, won't go, I, won't, I won't go into spoilers, but we did a boss fight in which the, there was lava in the arena, 
And I got I want to talk to, about that boss fight later than when we well, do. We'll, we'll talk about that when we get to spoilers. But um, I had a fucking moment where, okay, I, I died, let's say, three times. The first time I died to lava was my fault. I just tried pathing over to an area that was dumb. I went a little bit too far and Gale fell in the lava. The second fucking time, and I swear the third time, I literally path to the end. Gale goes to the end, stands there, and then falls over dead, still on the stone, not even touching the lava. Like, <laughs> that had me fucking raging at the game. Let me ask um, you guys a question. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I know you all have been playing in these groups to this point. Uh, how, how viable do you see the single-player experience being? Do you see that being uh, fun uh, in its, its own right? It's a totally different... and experience that is fun in its own right and i i, I can say with confidence I, I started last night and i played like three hours oh. and even even in that i was just like amazed at like man i mean it's not like i'm not saying it's better but like you 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 do feel a little bit more connected to everything going on because you're yeah, you're sure. owning everything well and, yeah i mean I, I think there'd be different things because you know in in our game usually not all the time usually when there's a fight we group up but you know a lot of times when we just get to a new area We'll kind of break off and either in twos or sometimes in fours and yeah sometimes like you know greg or, or kurt or you know knoxville or, or myself will start a conversation with somebody and you know the other people will be in their own thing and they'll completely mm -hmm. miss it or they might i mean and you'll fill them in of uh, course but you know you sure you didn't sure. see the conversation so there's things you're missing um yeah yeah i definitely think a, a single player play we've done we've done like be good. almost like too much of that but like uh it's different, right? Because also, like, you, you get to play with all your friends, and, like, the fact that, like, your friend is a maybe somewhat unpredictable element acting in your world uh, adds, you know, just, there's, there's a there's a ton of value in doing a multiplayer experience. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say mm. single-player experience is bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah. ultimately, I think playing at multiplayer is the fun for me. But yeah. I will, but absolutely, yeah. I miss I tons really of dialogue. Like. Yeah. If you're really, ton, really... Yeah story heavy and like lore you like you know the world of d because you know this is the world that you know you play in when you play D D games supposedly like Baldur's gate you know real setting all real yeah, settings right so yeah. if you like that i could see you know doing a run by yourself just to absorb all that and yeah do things your way because yeah you're playing with four people not everybody's gonna agree on every decision and sometimes you know you're gonna be an asshole sometimes you're just gonna be like all right if you guys want to kill this group they'll be it we'll kill them dude my older brother the other day Message started messaging me, and I've talked to him about Divinity before. He's a PC gamer, but he likes solo games exclusively. Um, he uh, he hated like the idea of playing Divinity. He just like he he just kept saying those games aren't for him. He was he's a, a Path of Exile player. Um, okay, I th he he wouldn't really go into specifics. He's like, no, nah, it's not for me. But I think it's a lot to do with like the speed of the game and all that. Um, anyway. He's he uh, told me that uh, he's buying Baldur's Gate three to check it out, and he confessed that he, though he's never played D anD D, he's read a lot of Forgotten Realms novels. So I was telling him like <laughs> he probably will like get more out of the world than I will. Like I'm yeah, I like D anD D. Don't get me wrong, but like I would be buying this game anyway just because of how much I love Divinity, regardless of what gaming system was using. You know what I mean? The fact that it is also D anD D just is is a lot of extra to me because I, I do really like. And know that system. Yeah, I'm glad that uh, that you guys are saying that it, it's very fun in both formats because obviously the first two classic Baldur Gates, Baldur's Gate 
were single player, you know. Um, so this one in a new era allows for this amazing multiplayer, but also they they didn't abandon the single player, you know, uh, fun <laughs> just to just to make the multiplayer happen. No, for sure, and and a lot of that goes into like stuff like the game is just that good. It's just you know like it it. it you you could totally believe that this game was made for single player first and then multiplayer was added on. I think that would be like a bit naive, but like just like with how good it all works together, you know what I mean? And yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think especially if you're like if you have you know, <laughs> maybe you play D D in real life or maybe you just want to, you know, maybe you've always wanted to and you've had like an idea of like a group in your head, like, oh, this should be my adventuring group. You know, if you're playing multiplayer, you're probably not gonna get that because everyone's gonna play what they want. You know, maybe like you're gonna have like fucking three barbarians in a fighter or something. You're like, all right, we're gonna do this because it's multiplayer. But like, this is one I pictured in my head. Yeah, playing single player, I think it adds a new dimension where like you are, you know, all the characters. You know, you are all their story. Right. I I definitely think there's things you could get much more out of it in single player. Um, Yeah. For me, I mean, I'm gonna do a single player run, but for me, it's all about the multiplayer. And and I felt the same in Divinity, but maybe even less so because. I I felt the same way in Divinity. I like making but like, messes for my friends. Maybe even less so <laughs> because Divinity's story just wasn't as good as we already talked about. So like there was less for me to be interested in as a single player. Yeah, I would say Divinity. If I don't even know how, I think it was just on a whim. I think Greg or Kurt or somebody was just like, "Hey, we should get this out." Um, but if we didn't play a multiplayer, I probably wouldn't have got into it as much as I like it now. I mean, now I can play single player. I just love the game and the mechanics, but I don't think I would have given it the chance. Yeah, without no, I think it's multiplayer. And, and yeah, maybe that's like a good way to play. Is that like a lot of the hype around here around this is because Larian is just known for making a very good playing game. You know what I mean? And the fact that this game also, and that's why like I'm getting a little confused, but that's why like Divinity's story was so bland, but we still would call Divinity like a nine out of ten, ten out of ten game. You know what I mean? Because it was just that fun to play. Yeah. So Baldur's Gate, at least so far to me, feels like at least as fun, if not like more fun, honestly, in some ways. Uh, but also has a great story on top of it. I, the yeah, combat, yeah. like, there, there. I play Divinity too much. You know, I, like I have problems with some of the things in the in the game, like mechanically. Um, but like, it's still a lot of fun, of course. But like. Baldur's Gate just feels a lot more fluid. I really like how the initiative is working. Like, feels like everybody has a better idea of what their class is and does. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, f- I feel like there's a lot more. I feel like the gameplay just feels a lot tighter and faster to me. I'm digging it. Uh, I have. I could, go, um, I could go back and forth. There's certain things I like about Divinity more. There's certain things I like about Baldur's uh, Gate. Yeah, that's fair. Combat-wise, I have a very controversial take that. Don't put too much, you know, uh, whatever salt in there. Sure, you're like, probably I, wrong. I, I, um, but no, but uh, but I, I don't even know what I think. You know, I still want to play the game more, and uh, like I'm I'm ball. having a blast. Honestly, I I'm so excited about Baldur's Gate. I'm pretty sure I like it already better than Divinity, but I'm confused about how much I care at all that this is like D and D five E or whatever in a video game. Um, and I know that for you guys, like, that's the draw of it. It's like, not the draw of it. I mean, the draw of it is Larry making a game. Like I said, like, I would play this game in any system. 
I would know I would be a day one purchaser of it. Just goes, okay. I wasn't so much, but I know that you guys I, get excited we, that it's a system that you know in real life in a certain form and exactly. it's that in a game. And that's cool for you. For me, I, I, at this point, I think I'm, I've gotten used to how the system works. So I feel a lot more comfortable, but like starting off, I was wondering why it needed to be this at all. Like Divinity felt like it was a very similar system just behind the scenes. Well, and I didn't need to know I, why the fuck do I care the, what the dice roll is? Like, just tell me if it's a, what the percentage the sim- is. Well, the simplest reason is that Alder's gate is a Dungeons and Dragons property. hundred. Yeah. Story. Yeah. No, I, I, I understand I, why I, it comes it down to the is. developers, you know, what, what the developers want to do. Like, no, no, I think I, 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 no, but like, but like, listen, I think the, the simplest answer is that they made divinity because they, they want to make a D and D game. Yeah, because they couldn't make D and D. They asked. Yeah, no, they I, said, I understand no. the the historically why the game is the way it is. I'm just saying, like, as far as my preference between the two games. Oh, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm a little conflicted. Totally like, I, I feel like the D and D system might leave a little bit more room for uh, complexity in combat, possibly, but it's also very confusing for somebody who's never played D and D to the point where I'm like, well. What do you want to be? Do you want to be a video game or you want to be a tabletop game? Like these things don't seem like they need to be overlapped. Like you you could make you did it already. You made Divinity 2, which was a very similar system, but you know, on the back end, it felt like a video game. Um why does it need to be this D D system? That's no. just a thought I had in the back of my head. Like overall, I, I'm I'm liking it. I'm I'm glad that I'm learning it. And I think it it does add some extra complexity to the combat that the system is there and, and the in the forefront i don't think it's all that different really i mean well one i don't think it's i think i mean you're, you're new to it so like obviously things are going to be you're learning i don't really think it's that complex most of the time you're just rolling a 20-sided dice and then like you know if you succeed then they roll a dice sometimes and then if they succeed you know nothing happens i mean that usually happens in divinity but that's just in the background that's what, what i'm mean? saying i guess that my point is that like, like what's it, the being in the foreground it? just kind of confuses me and well no and i don't want to i don't want to call anybody out but i thought that the tooltips and the tutorials did a pretty good job explaining do have them up um now i was gonna say are you are you you know because sometimes during the heat of combat something pops up and you're like fuck this i don't want to read it i Uh, think i kind of disagree i was gonna get into that at some point i feel like it, it does like a decent job of like sometimes explaining like the base concept but like I think there's a lot here. I almost feel like the game kind of hopes that you know how to play D&D already. I think I definitely think that. And I'm actually I'm I'm concerned for people who have who are playing this game for the first time by themselves and have, they've never played D&D. Like I had the advantage of I had three other people in the room. I could be like, "Hey, what what does this mean?" and you guys explained it very well. But like if I was playing by myself, I'd be very confused. Uh, and I know there are I have the tooltips up. But even with that, like it's 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 you know uh, like, like, not I intuitive. Mean, like, like the game never runs through like explicitly like what happens when you like attack an enemy and like I mean and that's a minor sin. But for me, like like Vito had an ability where he didn't understand the full ability because he didn't realize that on the ability description there was this text he had to highlight over that told him well, that's what I'm also, you know, you can pre- well it does say press t to inspect the car yeah but it was like it. it was it, I, and i did do that but there was i'd have and, to show and you i think it, there's a particularly it, there bad like example a but like it totally changed the implication of the ability 
Like, it's not like Vito missed, like, a minor feature of it. It's like he missed what the whole spell does because he didn't see this this thing. And, and, you know, maybe that's partially on Vito, but, like, I also feel like they made a decision to try to make things as approachable as possible by not overwhelming you with text, and I respect that decision, but the game lacks an in-game encyclopedia to define the terms um, and things no, I could use that, one of those. You're right about that. I think that's 100%. a huge miss. That and in the character creator, I, I really was bothered that I mean, I could look it up on. They D&D. changed the UI of the character creator. From like, the I can't early see access. what my what my what the full wizard path is. Like, I can only see what the wizard is at level one. You know what I mean? There's right. like, huh? And you could and, pull up and you could look page, it up, but that's like annoying. Why would? You, yeah, why yeah. should you have to do that? Exactly. But like, yeah. Uh, why should I have to do I f- that? I feel like I guess I think we've we've got a healthy mix. I don't want to especially because all the classes are so different. You know, it's not like you like learn the system and you understand how all the classes work. Like, I, each class I feel like if someone was like. I want to take the the spirit of divinity and the play by play aspect of divinity, and I want to make that into a video game, and I want to make it simple for anybody to get into, even if they haven't played divinity. Or sorry, I'm trying to say uh, Dungeons and Dragons, not divinity. Um, you want to make a video game that captures all that in a very intuitive way. You would make divinity. Not this game. This game you'd make I, if you were a big fan of Dungeons and Dragons. I, I think and I, I, wanted I think, to make a game for Dungeons and Dragons players. I think, I think you're simplifying think you're a lot this how, how this different the systems are. Honestly, well, like, I I, they, they, they are they are overlapping. It really but. is. I mean, I I really don't think it's. I mean, I think once you really like you know, spend a little time with it, I don't I don't think the system's that complex. No, I, I like I said at this point, I'm glad that I've learned what I learned, system. and it, I think it does make the it. Yeah, it is different from Divinity. It feels if more you think back, complex. I, mean, I don't know. If you think back to, at least me, when I first played Divinity, I think Divinity doesn't do a great job of teaching you either. There were so many times where I would, you know, run into a puddle when I was, like, electrocuted or something, and then, like, I would get stunned because uh, the puddle activated the, the electrocution in my body, and then I'd be stunned, or, like... And there was a lot of things like that in Divinity that it does not explain very well that we just learned over playing... Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? So maybe that's just yeah. a weakness of Larian. Maybe they just don't explain very well. I mean, I I kind of, you know, I, I like that they use the D&D, you know, 5e system. I, I prefer that they do in this game. But I got to tell you, rolling the dice, making one attack for the first five levels doesn't feel super, super great, especially when you miss. Uh, yeah. As opposed to Divinity when you're starting off with, you know, two two attacks every turn. And, you know, if they hit, they're going to hit. I think that I miss yeah, a lot. That's, that's and I was true. very frustrated. I think that's also class. I understand opinion, that point. You know, missing, completely. and like then I, you know, and then having someone having to explain to me like, oh, well, maybe you're missing because your total bonus, whatever, is pretty low because you're using a weapon. Right. I am proficient in it, but I'm not getting like a dexterity bonus, and I'm like a dex guy or whatever. Like shit, like that's very no, I get, I get complicated that. to me and not. Maxwell had a, a few problems. He was a ranger. And he kept because they, they don't do this in Divinity, and I actually thought they did. But you know, if somebody's within a certain radius of you, like close enough to you, you get a disadvantage in your attacks as a, as a ranged person because they're like yeah, in Baldur's your grill, right, in Baldur's yeah. Gate. You're threatened. Uh, and he, yeah, he wasn't in, uh, in disadvantage, is a huge thing. You know, you're rolling two dice and taking the worst result. Uh, and he wasn't picking that up at first. And I don't think it, maybe the tooltip, but I don't remember one really popping up explaining that too much. 
Let me let me say this. I, I like Divinity's system a lot, but if they were to make another Divinity game in in that system, I, I would want to see a total rework of it. Because like, oh, see, I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, I, I, mean I, I guess I wouldn't mind seeing a rework, but if they did the same thing, I'd be totally okay. I would be okay with it, but like, I don't like how armor and CC works in that game, and I don't like. No, I mean, well, I, yeah, I, I, right. and, I, and I think yeah, I, I think like physical warfare, warfare is is just yeah, broken. You know what I mean? There like, definitely are things. I'm saying, I, I guess maybe saying a total rework is bad, but like, you know, we played that mod that made it so that armor doesn't block CC and change how a lot of that works. I would want to see a game closer to that, honestly. But I would be down for it. I'm I'm really excited that Baldur's Gate is D&D just because me and John and Greg just came off of a 15-month D&D campaign. So yeah. it's really fresh in my brain. And yeah, that must be cool. We, that, that's yeah, for yeah, the I'm most not. part it. Like It's not like I have a special reverence for D&D in my heart other than I do really think D&D does a great job of um, the power scaling with you as like your power scaling with you as you level up. You really do feel stronger as you go through and it is a rich world full of like plenty, plenty of cool things that are well established that they can draw source inspiration from. But it's not like D and D is the thing. I think you yeah, maybe are, are are overcomplicating in your head. Like it's really not that complicated, like John said. But I, but I also I don't think Vito's alone in there. Like I said, we have a mixed group. You know, I've played D and D a couple of times. I'm not a master by any sorts. Like I understand the basic rules. You know, I but I mean, play. you did just play a 15 month campaign in this edition of D and D. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I just played a fighter though. It's not like you know that much. But anyways, yeah. So I know. And then Greg has played a little bit. And then I don't know if Kurt has ever actually played D and D, but he definitely seems familiar with the terms. And then Knoxville has never played. And Oxwell has ran into some of the problems. Like, he doesn't like the, the dice rolls. Early. He has two attacks now, so it's a little better. But he didn't like the dice rolls at first. Um, I get not liking yeah, the dice rolls, like but, like, I, I'd argue that almost every RPG works that way. It just often doesn't show you dice well, yeah, rolls. Yeah, exactly. I, but I guess my, that's exactly my point, is, like, I don't need to be shown it. It, it actually simplifies things if I'm shown less of what's happening in the background. Uh, but, I just feel like Divinity... Made the system worked, and I didn't need to know a lot of the shit. I, that I, I think you're not like D appreciating D &D. though, like just how different D and D is in the dice roll aspect. It's like so many different things affecting dice rolls, and you even being able to affect dice rolls like before and after they're rolled. You know what I mean? Like there's there's a reason why it's shown to you. You know, it's so that you know, and that informs you, and you learn. Okay, maybe that wasn't yeah, good. Like, like, yeah, like I said, ultimately, I'm really glad that I learned the system at hand because I'm having fun with it. And But I'm just saying, as a beginner, That's the first, yeah. you know, first chapter, I, I, I would worry about recommending this to somebody who doesn't have the resources that I had while playing. That's all. Okay, I can understand that. I think that's, that's fair. Point. At the same time, there's so much information about D&D &D and... I'm sure there will be soon about Baldur's Gate Online. I don't think it's all that different from learning any other brand new video game. I don't right? think it's much worse than learning Divinity. I think if I tried to learn Divinity by myself, I also, like I said, yeah. well, I mean, I said earlier, if I didn't play multiplayer, I probably wouldn't have got into it. I mean, you have I to probably learn... play by myself, got my ass whooped, and been like, what, what the fuck? I can't knock this guy down. I mean, you kind of have to learn every new RPG you play, right? I, I, I honestly don't see this yeah, as all. Yeah, but I, 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 I. I you're not I mean, I, like a thousand percent wrong, but I guess D and D I, is a system in, in the medium of tabletop games in real life. It's completely different 
like you know video games is a different medium and we well, found right, but, but it doesn't to, play one-to-one it's not yeah, playing i mean to read video the game the system it's not like we're playing D D 5e like pure edition they definitely have changed much of it for games like to be a game some of it fairly drastically but like it's still overall D D. Like obviously, rolling the dice is in there, but like, yeah, like when you can use skills or how you change them out or, you know, stuff like that has been gamified or just, I mean, even like the short less wrong less thing. I mean, usually, you know, that's at a discretion of a person. You, you long rest at like the end of a session. Uh, get into the weeds now, you know, so if you're like a spellcaster, you're going to cast, you know, three spells in like eight hours. Whereas in Baldur's Gate, the game... You can take a long rest every 20 minutes if you want. And, yeah, you know, uh, and actually that's, so if we're on the topic of just, that we're all fucking loving this game, this game's great, and uh, I, I kind of brought up, like, some things that maybe I was a little weary about. Uh, I just want to talk about short rest, long rest. Um, Divinity did not have a good system for the same exact thing. Uh, the bedroll thing was kind of whack as well. Yeah, um, it was just... And this is kind of like this, kind of like the same thing. Because the I long just don't rest, know how to get a, well, to, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of growing on me, honestly. I, I I don't I you know what when we first started playing the game, Andy, uh, you know you were just as new to the game and you were explaining, I guess what you knew from D and D and it sounded fucking cool. You were like you told me like hey like I don't know we were fighting some goblins and you were like hey just so you know this is like a classic fight like don't use all your spells like this is like a classic D fight that they throw at you because they it's a trick they want you know they want you to use your spells or you save up bigger yeah yeah save them up because we might fight something b- bigger down the road and you'll have no spell slots that's really cool i think that's that's neat thinking of in the grand scheme of things you know not just this one battle but the next three battles of saving your spells up but it turns out with the resources that you get the camp supplies are nearly infinite you could just long rest after every single fight. Uh, Vito, you're wanting the wrong lesson. Argument. You're running, wanting the wrong lesson from why I said that. The reason I said that is that this means that they can make the game so that they don't need to train your spells. I was wrong is a thing. Like The fact that you can long rest all the time, and I think this is proven true so far, means that the combat should be all meaningful. And for the most well, part, they are. I see both sides of it. Vito's saying that you have to be more tactical and careful and, you know, think about what you're doing before you do it with your spells. If, and I think you're saying you yeah. can have more bombastic combat. You can go balls to the wall and do some cool shit all the time. Both yeah. are cool. Both are, you know, different ideas. But Vito, I think my counterpoint, and it's only been proven a little bit. I don't know how it much is going to change the whole course of the game, though. Um, when you do long rest, um, it it does kind of progress the time of the overall game. We have, uh, and I think we only you guys had one might, quest. We had one just quest so far. recently. Well, we don't. But, out that but way, my yeah. theory is that perhaps if we keep doing this, it, it maybe it's going to affect the overall end. Maybe you're going to get there and it's going to be too late or something. That'd be um, kind of cool. And that I was kind of, cool. and, and I do agree with you. I do think it is a problem because we we found like over a thousand pounds in food now. We could yeah, because if, if there aren't pounds, consequences to long resting, then why not just automatically I, long exactly. rest us after I, every combat? Well, I will say, like, Vito, me and you are a little underinformed here. I learned this when I started my single player run, but on balance difficulty, which we switched to tactician in Act Two now, uh, you consume half as many party supplies per long rest, which I think is. A really silly decision, given how many party supplies you already have, but that that is the case. So you're saying we're going to consume more on tactician now? Yeah, you consume twice as much. 
Right. Yeah, but even so, we still have so. If we could lot, rest, right? I, I mean, we could, yeah, we yeah, could long sure. rest ten times in a row. But I was thinking, like, I, I don't know a way around the system, right? You either have the long rest, short rest, which I think is fine, or you have the bed rolls, which is nothing. You know what I mean? At least I, the long rest, short rest gives you time for like cutscenes to pop up and a reason to go to camp. You know what I mean? Because if you I, just had the bed rolls, why would you ever go to camp? I've always really appreciated in these games having a home, having a base, having like a place to go to where well, I, I love, are at. yeah. I so like I, I'm fine with the long rest system if only because it enables them to have a camp system. You know what I mean? Where you get like something akin to a Red Dead camp and, and, uh, a I like it too. Like the only thing is, you know, when you're trying to move the game along, it's several clicks and then waiting, you know, someone's got to click. Yeah. Long rest, and then you got to wait for everybody. You know, so, oh, well, oh, now someone's there. in a dialogue. Now we got to wait for that guy to finish the dialogue. And everyone's got to be there. Then you got to click it, and then now everyone's got to click on their sleeping bag. And then you got to well, wait see, for players. And you know, it's just like it's a it's a thing that you have to I do. I agree, it's, it but takes that, time. for Flash, that's a benefit of playing single player. You know, you don't have to worry about any you right. know buddy being hey, I'll be back in ten minutes, and you got to wait <laughs> an hour and to get back. You know. Yeah, I That's don't have a better me. solution for that system because, like I said, Divinity had the same kind of system basically. It's to the, to the point where we actually what was it a part a, a gift bag thing or a mod that we used where you could just like bed what was it that you had like a you could just bed roll any time or something like no, that. No, that's normal in the game. That's just base game. But there dude. was a gift bag where if you bed rolled, you also got your source points. You back. got your source points back, right? Which uh, is the same thing you, as like your spell. Which, I don't think we really game. did, right? I remember always going. Oh, to source I think we've goals. done it before on a run, maybe just to be ultimate so power. Did it. Yeah. Uh, but here's my hope, though, that you mentioned that. I mean, you know, the game just came out, um, and you know, they supported Divinity with the gift bags and, mm -hmm. and updates and stuff for years. I am well, maybe a little bit of copium. I'm hoping for maybe like a more of a hardcore mode, yeah, where it does take a lot more supplies, or or maybe you don't have withers just to kind of revive. Hey, let me tell you, you know, we're playing on tactician. Uh, we fucking die all the time. We are not very careful people. I will, mm. Troubles will sacrifice his body to kill one enemy. I don't give a fuck. And we're going to withers all the time, and we still have. Knoxville has like an excess of four thousand coins. We're never going to run out, so like death is meaningless to us. Um, and obviously, we could just say, you know, we're going to play more carefully. But I, I do hope for like a, yeah. a well, didn't Divinity mode. had the Divin mode past hardcore, right? They did. They, they had Iron the Man. The checkbox. It was a checkbox that you could apply to any difficulty. Yeah. The Iron well, yeah. Man they had Iron Man mode, and that's if you got a game over. I think you were just done. Yeah. I, I will but say, I would like to try too. I'm so early in my single player tactician run, but like it, a single player thing is that tactician mode feels not all that different than the balance mode that you do definitely feel in level like level one or two well um, we we looked up the somebody looked up the things i think on sean tactician they get like a plus two to attack rolls and like plus three to some other rolls that's like the difference it's not even all that much like whatever i mean well plus two is not bad but like, yeah it's not like you know i mean it, yeah after like the first few levels i don't feel like it helps well yeah much. It's so good. Uh, uh, I'm curious about something. Okay. Yes. Um. So this game has been out a week now, is it? And um, how how much time do you guys have on, on it so far? I have like I have like 40 hours, and I have our playthrough with uh, Andy, and I have a playthrough with my girlfriend. That is where we're like 
in the beginning of Act One still. I have okay. thirty-seven hours. That's between the playthrough, the main run with the boys, a side run with Charlie, and my single player run. And the game is structured in like acts, right? There are right. yeah, I think acts. that's three. Where, where are you guys in your, like your groups right now? We're in, group we're in group one has two. just got to act two. Group two is somewhere <laughs> deeper into act two. Okay. So you guys have been going hard on it and oh, for a week, granted, but you guys have been going hard on playing it uh, exclusively and you're only getting into act two. In Act one was very big, like surprisingly okay. big. Yeah. Act one I was mean, the acts in Divinity were pretty hours. long as well. Um, but did these acts feel very big? I have 80 hours, and I think, <laughs> I mean, I don't know, but I, I think we're in the latter half, maybe even like the end game-ish of, of Act 2, but I actually, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say the latter half of Act 2 for sure. Maybe not the end game. But We've got 80 hours. To be clear, you did not get 80 hours since Thursday. You, you, you had... Uh, uh, right, early access time. Right, that didn't count, did it? It did. Yeah, I don't see why not. It, it's just uh, like a different game. Did, I don't know. Let's see. You have you put forty four hours in the last two weeks. So you've okay, got, okay. You've got okay. seven hours on me and Vito's time. And then I, I did look up the difference between balanced and tactician. So yeah, the plus two to attack rolls. Uh, the enemies have thirty percent more health, and the AI will. Well, let me ask you guys. So, when the AI knocks you down, do they usually just not like when they like knock you out? Rather, do they usually just leave you alone and attack somebody else, or do they try to fucking kill you? I don't know. I feel like I haven't been knocked down ever. Oh well, I right, will see. Well, anyways, according to this, they will they will try and kill you more, and they definitely. I mean, after they knock us like out in our games, they definitely fucking go for the kill. Mm. Which sometimes helps because it'll like they'll be attacking the down guy and you'll have like an extra turn where they're not attacking you. So it's like, right. hey, all right. You wanted wow. to talk about Al some Alex has fifty three hours in the game. He's played more than anybody. Yeah, he started a single player run though. I think he's. He, I think he beat Act One in the single player. I was run. about to say. I think he's even further in a single player run than our multiplayer run now. <laughs> I'm actually from, glad like, that the game doesn't two days seem of like. Wow, I'm actually glad that the game doesn't seem like super beastly because that means that the content is still like good enough in you know instead of being a hundred hours of like okay content it's 50 hours or 60 hours of like concentrated good content you know i, I like pretty that. much yeah yeah well in my and you know we'll see i haven't read any reviews really or, or seen anything about the game i just want to experience for myself but i i think whatever i'll say it and i'll see if you guys agree divinity definitely got less good content wise as the acts went on like i act one is my favorite i love four joy and then act two is driftwood i love the whole continent and then act three is like a shitty little island that i always forget about and then i'm like oh yeah there's this third act hmm, and then right. arcs well not bad arcs nice city very short it's like a, a you mean you can really just run in there and and run to the church and there's you know a few extra quests to do um, so i'm hoping take. that we don't get to baldur's gate and then, like, hey, a little bit done. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, they did explain, I also like, the length of happen. the acts, but I don't remember what they said. Uh, I feel like it was, like, two long acts and one, like, shorter act. Um, yeah, I'm hoping act three is, like, just as meaty as the first two. Yeah. We have... Go ahead. Go ahead. 
I was just going to say that that's uh, that, that's my concern as well. That, that was one thing I was concerned about with the re- review codes of the game being delayed for a launch. It's like, oh, okay, interesting. So reviewers are going to have the least amount of time to play the final act. Right. Um, right. But, you know, so far, I, I, don't really, I don't even have a take. Just start Act 2. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not. I'm not going to say anything. Three, but I mean, Act One's been very long. Act Two, we're not done with it yet, and we definitely. I don't. I don't we haven't been to the Moon Tower, right? That's not where we were. Sure, Greg. That was a different place. Um, shit. I don't even remember. We were. We were in. I think we were in like some dark lady. We haven't even got the know. fucking Baldur's Gate yet. Have you guys been to Baldur's Gate? No, no we, but uh, we, we, I think we, do, we found the pathway to. I would say on the map we do have the road to Baldur's Gate. Maybe that's yeah. Act Three. We haven't gone I just over there. Assume that that was like the last place you go because it's like the name of the game. The name <laughs> of the I mean, game. wait, 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 wait a second. Baldur's Gate three. What? Baldur's Whoa, Gate third. Act three. Oh my god. It all connects. All right, not bad. Hey, so uh, I, oh, go ahead. I, I was gonna say I want to do some spoiler talk real quick. Whoa, hang on. I was gonna say, do we want to get into spoilers now, or do we want to? We can either break now, then spoilers, or we can spoilers break news. Spoilers break news. Yeah, I'm fine with that. You guys want to spoil Yeah, yeah, because I don't have too much time. I yeah, just want to talk fine. about that boss, really. All right, cool. Go ahead. Spoilers. Fucker myself. Act 2. Act 1. Act 2. Act 2. Act 1. Act 2. Act 2. Act 1. Act 1. Spoilers. Act 1. Spoilers. All right, Flask. Yeah. He's gone? He's gone. Oh. Yeah, like they said. Baldur's Gate 3, Act 1 spoilers, until one eighteen thirty one. Although they could be talking about any act, and I'd have, I'd have no way to stop them. Uh, I just wanted, yeah, the, the, the Forge boss, I just thought was a fun and unique boss. Not something you've seen at all in Divinity. Almost like a little puzzle boss, you know? You gotta heat him up and smash him. I think all the well, bosses so far... We fought like so two far, bosses I, like that, yeah. Right? I, think, I think, well, not all of them, I guess, but like... There's been three bosses so far that I thought were really cool. Like, oh yeah, that's right. And, and that's the thing about D and D bosses. Like, sure, you can always like make an encounter that matches the the enemy or the party's combat rating, or in you know, give them special features, or you can give them like a puzzle that you get reward the players for solving. I like, yeah, I like the puzzles, coordinating the bo- the boss fight that you're talking about, the forge. Uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, coordinating, you like to, you get him to run this way, then you shoot. Well, you didn't even know about it. But we had Nostril stand up top, and he you can shoot the arrows at the lever, and that'll set them off. So like oh, you know, beat him cool. up there, and we were having you know or us run around down there, getting him into the lava, and then Nostril would shoot the the lever. Yeah, I think uh, we well we died the first time around, then we did it again, and it was pretty trivial, but it was like fun. Yeah, it was fun to coordinate. Um, yeah, not hard, but it was just different. You know what I mean? It's not just yeah. okay. You know, you know, you're. I, your I even stuff, like, do your like the stuff. hag and the, the hag. Yeah, where she has the, the mirror images, whatever. Yeah. The, it the, almost got us actually. Like then, especially when she mirror images the girl. Yeah. Um. And then the spider uh, boss in the underdark area. Oh, we just uh, yeah, drop them off the. You just, use the bridges. We we fought a boss that you guys will fight soon. I'm not gonna go into spoilers, but like. I don't know. Maybe we did it wrong because he was a total pussy. Like it was actually Sounds one like of the easiest right. fights in our entire in the entire game, and we got an achievement. Yeah, we got an achievement for killing about. him before he did a certain move. 
And I'm wondering if that move maybe would have drastically changed the encounter. Right. But like, he never did it. We just it beat just, the shit oh, out of you him. Guys, you guys must have just got lucky with your initiative order or something. No, I mean, it, it, no. Well, okay, so what we did was there's this fight takes place in a building or whatever. We were on the second floor for the most part. And this guy kept resurrecting people and like sending them up at us, but they would come up one at a time. And I was an owl bear. And Greg is a paladin, and Kurt's a monk, and we're all just standing around this hole in the attic, and as soon as one of them went up there, dude, we just destroyed them instantly. Until he had no more people to revive. And then we jumped down there, and it, 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 he just had, he couldn't do anything. He was just getting fucked up. He would get knocked down or stunned from Kurt's crazy monk's move, and he just, I mean, he had a good three or four, like, go around the track sending people up at us to do something cool, but... He just refused to do it. Yeah, well, I'm curious what happens when we come up at him. Maybe you guys just He was a really, really cool-looking boss, though. Con. And, I mean, he, he looked badass, and I thought he was going to be scary, but we, just, we just fucked him yeah, up. You, you guys were the actual boss for him. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess what else? Uh, so far, we've been doing mostly good guy things. I'll say there's been a lot of talk about our grouping in the evil group. Been a lot of talk. Oh, about well, yeah. Their group is evil, though. Our group is not evil. We have one guy who has done some evil things. But even those things, you know, you could argue way out of it. Uh, we're pretty good for the most part. I mean, we, we do what's right. Um, you know, smash all goblins. All right, the girl that you uh, saved from the hag, she wanted you to resurrect her husband. No, nah, we didn't do that. Just, yeah, we told her that's that's stupid. Go home. Yeah, well, that was before. Well, <laughs> well thing, right? You want to know what Dusty Dazzler did? Well, he did resurrect him, right? He took the wand, he resurrected him, and then she's like, "No, no, that's not what I wanted." Because he just points the wand to the casket and probably just casts animate dead on the zombie inside, and the zombie just wakes up and comes out. It's like, no, that, that that's not what I wanted. I, I wanted him like he was. And Sorry. Dusty said, uh, I think I'll keep him. And did not give yeah, her a the zombie wand. slave? Yeah, so yeah we got a zombie slave that we used to clear her like minefields and traps. <laughs> Dust, That's Dust, this lady's husband. And it's not named like zombie, it's named like, like, Connor, Connor, something like, or like Conrad something. Yeah. And then like a subtitle Marina's husband or whatever. Oh, we, we got a crew. <laughs> we got we got Dusty's uh, Conrad. Zombie friend, and we got uh, my Quasit, my little imp friend. Oh yeah, a little freak. I got a wife and kids. Yeah, that's cool. He does have a wife and kids. I can confirm that. Uh, I think they're doing a good job of showing off some of the lesser known but cool aspects of D and D lore, like the Githyaki being astral frog people. Yeah, they're weird looking. Like they don't look, they don't look very cool. They look like asparagus. <laughs> but I'm, I'm playing as uh, a Githyanki in my other playthrough. I'm 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 uh, a man frog goblin hunter. Nice. And, All right. Uh, I hunt goblins. Have you guys went to the crush yet? No. No, not yet. Okay. The Githyanki crush. You guys went the mountain pass, right? 
We did, yeah. We went, like I said, we, we, we went all the way through the Underdark up until the elevator, and then we turned around because we had not done the mountain pass. We did all the mountain pass, and then we went that path so we went through the, the, the shadow. We went the Underdark, and Peter was talking to me today about some stuff, and he accidentally spoiled... He didn't tell me what it was, but he said that things may be different since I since we went to the end before we went to the crash. Oh yeah, I believe it. Cause yeah, we yeah we definitely went to the crash before we we did uh, anything in Act Two. So our experience in the crash may be different than what yours was. I'm excited to see what that is. Yeah, the crash. Um, and you know, I don't I don't like to question gods, but I don't think it was right. Uh, Greg broke his oath in the crash. What what was his oath? Well, he's a paladin. I don't know. They just have like I, a holy oath. I, well, I you, have the oath of devotion. Yeah, the oath I of protect devotion. the weak. Yeah, so you fucked up a weak person and broke your oath. Well, see, I it's, don't it's think like he if really he went did. oath of the ancients, then he probably would have broke his oath when you guys killed the owlbear. We didn't well, kill an owlbear. Yeah, we didn't kill the owlbear. You guys could. Well. Yeah, go on. Yeah, we did a lot of evil shit. Yeah, we we actually said the uh, owlbear no, came at us. Stop saying we're evil. I'm not going to slaughter a mother in front of their child. Owlbear came at us. Actually, a great friend of the animals. There were these rats that were the, like, the talk, bear. They were talking some major <laughs> shit, and there was doing, a lot of them. Are you like, guys doing any, like saves coming, or are you just kind of playing it how it goes? Nah, we save scum. I mean, not like extensively, but like you know. We say it's we've, definitely, we've definitely done, done some We've done it sometimes, coming. yeah. Well, you know what it is? A lot of times there's like, you'll click a dialogue that you really don't think is going to get you into combat, and it fucking does. Like, it happened at least a few times. It happened to me at least once, yeah. Some, yeah, like, you click something that doesn't seem like it'll be a big deal, and guess what? You picked uh, the dialogue option that makes that guy not like you anymore like for some fucking reason I, I, you know yeah, I don't, think I, don't I don't hate that though I don't think that's a flaw of the game because I think sometimes like it's just us not thinking the situation through correctly I, I think I think it's not properly I um, would like to do a run where you stick with your choice no matter what we never re-rolled like that, yeah. um like roll like oh we got a bad roll and we didn't get this we never reloaded no, that. no, no we don't do that Sometimes you're just in a bad combat situation. You're like, oh, we're going to die. Let's just reload this. We yeah. do that. We've also done, like, um, you know, under my request sometimes, like, oh, like, yeah, like, I don't like this outcome in this quest. Let's reload it so I can pick a different dialogue option because of that. Like, I, oh, I didn't know that saying this thing would do this. Like, I feel like some of the things aren't well, um, what's the word? Broadcasted. Uh, broadcasted, Telegraph, yeah. Whatever. Telegraph, that's the word I was looking for. Some of the dialogue options. I gave myself permanent brain damage on uh, my character. I didn't even realize it until like two sessions later and I was looking at my character sheet. Um, oh, trying to get rid of the tadpole? Trying to get rid of the tadpole. I got minus two intellect. Was it when that, that guy like lobotomizes you? Vora, no, no, no. This is a, it might be a crush thing, actually. Mm. Oh, I shouldn't have said anything. Damn it. No, I know who I'm going to have do that now. We've all kind of like, each one of us has kind of like done one of those quests to get rid of the tadpole because they're always, <laughs> they're always a lot of fun. I like seeing yeah, the outcome. Yeah, exactly. I knew it wasn't going to work. I, 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 I really one, like, one obviously yet, none of them seem to work. Yeah. We didn't make the deal with the devil guy. You did? Um, no, we did not. No, no, I don't no, believe no, he would take it out anyway, but uh, no, no I, I do want to see what that path goes down. I, I really oh, liked yeah. it once I picked up that Act 1 in this game was kind of just like Act 2 in Divinity 2, but uh, where 
not, like you get to the master who gives you like the knowledge, and then they find out that they're wrong, and they're like, "Wait, what the fuck?" That that, really that like, was that was a pretty funny subversion that like pretty much nobody you go to can help you. Well, I thought that it was more like uh, mirroring. Well, for you know, Divinity One, you you have the prison boat, and then this one you have the Nautiloid, and then you get to the island. Oh, for sure, and, uh, for Divi- sure. And and uh, not Divinity One. I mean, Divinity Two. Everyone's say, trying to take Divinity your. One? What the fuck? I, I mean, Divinity Two. Yeah, there, there's a uh, several quests to try to get rid of your source collar. It's the same right. thing. Yeah. And this one, it's just get rid of your tadpole. It's like I, from the beginning, I was like, oh, that's cool. It's it's pretty much the same exact format. And I like it. Okay. I think it's a good format. Uh, no, I, yeah, I at see one that, point yeah. actually, we were fooled because we we I forget who it was. We talked to somebody and the group agreed, like, oh yeah, this is a point where like in Divinity, where one of us is going to get the tadpole out. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, there is I think there we got the that one the lady who time. will take your collar off. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I even yeah, uh, we did think that was going to happen once. I even so far, get, Galen his fake eye. Galen his quest for knowledge even went all the way in with the the goblin lady, uh, the the goblin oh, priestess. Yeah. Don't admit this on the podcast. And she she was like, Don't. "I'm going to brand you." I'm like, "Okay, sure, whatever, whatever gets my eye and out." He got and he got bested by a goblin. I got thrown in goblin jail. He got thrown in goblin jail. And they tortured Yeah, we seen. Him. I seen there was like an achievement or something for going to jail. I think we we did not have any. I know we didn't even know jail was. A, well, I mean, guys, I didn't know jail was a possibility. Yeah. Oh, I've been to jail we twice. Not be put it was in not jail. a possibility for you guys. You uh, guys obliterated. The I mean, whatever. When, when, I, when I get put in jail, I just knock the door open and then run out. Uh, nice. I like how different we played that quest or that area, the two groups. Yeah, well, I don't want to keep flashing there forever. Just so, I mean, I guess if everyone yeah. has one last thing, we we did. I start a small second game where we're all naked evil uh, gnomes. Okay. And when we went to the grove, we stirred some shit, and it started a cutscene yeah. where it goes straight into the civil war. Like you watch a druid monk, mm-hmm. like f- like straight up bash one of the tieflings' brains <laughs> in. Yeah. Like ah 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 ah. Yeah, like, like brutally, just like clock, yeah. clock. I accidentally set off that cutscene somehow, and me and my girlfriend's playthrough. I really don't know how. I just walked up and the playthrough, the, the cutscene started playing. No, so we were, I, I reloaded we were definitely causing trouble. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then yeah, it's just it's mass panic. Everyone just Fight. runs out of it. All the tieflings are just like fucking sprinting out. Well, I think we saved in that game, and Will is getting his fucking ass whooped. Like he's on that urge of death, like in a fight that we're not involved in, like in the corner of the, the grove. Oh, shit. I'm so excited for multiple playthroughs of this game. Yeah, that's that's one of the reasons I don't really care that you know, like we we split up in groups and you know maybe Greg and you know Nox will see so something I don't. Just anyway. like I'm gonna play. It yeah, so many I'll times. get I'll like, get the I'd full story everything. in yeah. multiple playthroughs. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm embracing. Right, it, should we sure. bring Flasky Boy in? Um, I feel like I have some thoughts, but like, yeah. Does anyone else have anything? Yeah, before we, you know, we're just really digging the story and the the, the characters. Um, this, you'll see it more when you guys do your single player runs. But like the characters, like, are, are really cool. Like they, they got fun stories. It's it's kind of. Fun. I think I want to do um, what is it? What is like the quasi custom characters origin character? The dark urge. The shadow dark thing. Urge. Yeah, shadow. What a dark urge. I, I'm gonna try that. I won't. Uh, I, I won't spoil anything. Oh, but uh, Charlie is doing that in in our side run. He's doing the dark urge, and I'm doing a wild magic sorcerer. And it's it's pretty lit. So Vito, it's a origin character that you get to pick the appearance of and class of. 
but the twist is like your character comes into this world and they have amnesia and they have some sort of like weird like fucking fucked up dark past that you're trying to uncover as you're playing so it's a little oh, bit of a mix between but, an origin and also, a custom character you have a dark urge that must yeah, be you have a darker, yeah, yeah yeah i think like in combat or like while talking to people you'll have like a dialogue option dark urge and it'll be something fucked up and you can resist it but each time you resist it it's going to come back like stronger or something i think am i getting that right uh, Andy? yeah yeah uh i don't know if it has a combat effect so i i mean maybe it does and i didn't pick up on it but i think it's all narrative that sounds fucking sick. Yeah. I really want to do that. I don't know if I would recommend it for your true run because, like, it will uh, definitely affect things. Yeah, do like a second run. Yeah. Or a third run yeah. with that guy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, the character's really cool. Um, really excited to see where it goes. I I guess yep. I guess my thought was that like Act Two and Three would be about Baldur's Gate. Like I thought it would be like a two act city or something, but seems like I guess Act Three is going to be kind of like the arcs, right? All in Baldur's Gate. Yeah, I mean, this is what it sounds like. Right? I may, I may have even heard that Act, I mean, act Three does have Baldur's Gate. I didn't know what to expect before the game came out. I didn't even know like. I mean, I, knew, I guess I knew Baldur's Gate was a city, but I didn't even know if you went there in the games or if it was just like a. Yeah. The fun name. And mind you, I'm not curious just because I have like a special reverence for Baldur's Gate, the city. It's just like, I want to see in this game. I want to see what they can What exactly, they did like, with a giant uh, city. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, they like, keep Arch hyping was cool. Up, you know what I mean? Well, like, you know, this is supposed to be that much better than Divinity. So I want to see them, you know, this, this much better than Arcs. Exactly. I'm with you. We, um, we don't have Flask in here, right? No. Nah. All right. Very, very last thing. We have that flask still with the demon inside, and our plan is to just fucking throw it down in the middle of uh, Baldur's Gate and just. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna release it in the city. <laughs> oh, if you guys keep saying we're the evil flask ones, with huh? a demon inside, what is that? You know, you guys didn't have the flask. It can like capture souls. I don't know if we have that. It's probably in Buzz inventory. I'll check later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah. Oh, it's uh, super yeah. important item. Yeah, it's probably I'm, I'm not, I, I don't feel like I'm shit talking because I'm saying it with love like we're we're having a lot of goose as a as a group, but like we'll be in combat sometimes and uh but we'll be like or I'll be like, oh, well, if we had a potion of speed, we could do this and both be like, "Oh, yeah, I have seven of those." I'm like, "Oh, okay. Well, that's good to know." <laughs> Sorry, none for you. Anyway, I'm pretty good about that. Hey, everybody's different. And I hate flash. For our crew has a stealing addiction. What about your crew? You guys like to steal stuff? We steal I stuff. I can't stop my crew from fucking getting their little mitts on everything, dude. We love We, we love don't steal. You know what? I don't, I don't think we go out of our way to like... reload is that somebody tries to steal and they get like in somebody's vision, we I got to reload it. No, we don't really reload much for that. Like usually for stealing is accidental or at least for me, I don't, I don't know. Maybe the Dazzler, Dazzler is probably stealing everything and isn't a. It just isn't getting caught. That's right, why so they Nacho call Andy Mr. Four thousand gold. So you know he's fucking stealing everything that ain't nailed down. Can you put a bucket over the shopkeep's head? Unfortunately, not. Oh. And I believe they've did like an anti-divinity thing. I'm pretty sure when you talk to people or when they're in conversation. 
their cone of vision becomes like 360. There's been many times where Knoxville has tried to steal behind somebody that I'm talking to and they instantly <laughs> know. You can't do like the distract person, you know, go behind them, take all their stuff. Oh, yeah. It was That's also funny. like you can't cheese fights by like, okay, I'm going to... I'm going to talk to this person and then everyone yeah, else is like yeah, setting point. The, yeah for your first turn. That's one, no, but even that, like that's one you, it seems like if you Mike. move in then it automatically starts the combat like if a, if a companion moves in while you're talking to somebody. Right, 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 yeah. Like it, it doesn't wait on you to end the dialogue to start the combat, so you, you know. I think so that's like really uh, that way. one contrast between <laughs> like Divinity and Baldur's Gate is that like Divinity's system enables a lot more wackiness and cheese, I think, than D and D and Baldur's Gate does for you know better or worse. Like the environments seem a lot less uh, chaotic and always some mixture of elements coming together. The the you can still do like barrelmancy to a certain degree, but I think that's a lot toned down. You can't like have infinite weight in containers for like teleport tricks, like. Teleport tricks in general, like you just limited to like what you can do in D and D. In a lot of ways, it feels tighter, but it's definitely less like cheesy. You know what I mean? For better or worse, I, I think I really like that in Divinity too. But I really like Water Skate as well. Yeah, yeah. They have to appeal to the uh, the general crowd, you know, for the, with the Baldur's Gate three. Yeah, normies basically. Like I said I'm just, uh, and you know they're already out, but I'm I'm just patiently waiting for the the workshop support. Uh, I know the mods are going to be good. I can feel it in my bones. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean sure. they're already good, but I you know, had to do extra stuff. Can't wait for those Naruto mods. Hey, Dude, that's uh You don't even understand. I'm I'm checking every day. That's actually a pretty fun way to cap off the discussion before we go into a break. Let's talk about expectations for additional content and or DLC. Larian just said recently uh, that they haven't started working on an expansion yet, but it's not off the table. Um, so what do you guys actually expect, and what do you want? Uh, um, probably, if anything, maybe some new classes. I don't think they're going to do like, like they said, with a leveling up to level 12. I don't think they're going to do that. There is the Artificer. So maybe like some new classes. The Artificer is the only class that's on the game, I think. And then official D&D. Well, subclasses too, you well, know. Only yeah. major class. But then, they, yeah, there are plenty of subclasses they could add as well. Um, I mean, yeah, with obviously with the success of the game and, you know, the fucking top 10 game on Steam, I think that, and, you know, just the even the support they gave to Divinity, I think we're definitely going to see stuff for it down the line. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd be happy with, I mean, if they went the Celeste route and just started doing more Turning campaigns, out campaigns, it'd be yeah. great. Just, just smaller, you know, maybe like a 20-hour campaign or even a 10-hour one. I wonder um, how possible that is. Like, just, I don't know, that just seems like such a crazy idea with, like, the the level of, of production that goes into, like, building a scene. Yeah, with, like, true. the mocap and the dialogue and all the animations and, like, I'm not ruling it out. It's just like, damn, I mean, if they did that, that would be an undertaking just for like, right. No, definitely. You know? I just, I just want to see that they give like full power to those workshop creators, you know, give them whatever tools they need to make whatever they want. I mean, they, they did, they were pretty good about divinity too, but yeah, no, sir. And that is definitely what I'm most excited for is, and they've already, you know, announced that they're going to have, you know, workshop mod support. Um, and there's already, there are already, I mean, there were mods coming out for this game when it was still in early access. Um, 
you know, you just got to go on like the Nexus uh, forums or whatever. Uh, so it's already out there and stuff, you know, and everything from, uh, you know, classes to, you know, bigger penises, you know, better penises even. Oh yeah. Bigger yeah. and better. Oh, uh, I hope they add, I know they um, would never add it, but I'd like a PVP mode. Yeah. We were talking penis about it. Yeah. Let us bring our boys. Y'all. We were talking about that. I mean, D and D is a war game. Like doing PVP would be possible. Yeah. I, I, my only, maybe, I don't know. I guess they could look at the stats. Like how many people played the arena mode in divinity? Probably nobody. I mean, that's probably why they you know didn't what I mean? do it. Yeah. I mean, I think we fucked around with it once just to see what it was. Cause I had the game for like 300 hours and I've never clicked on it. And I was like, what is this? And ultimately that's what we would uh, do. Right. I mean, there's no way we would engage in it much more than that. Yeah. I don't know if they would... I don't know. I mean, but even just throwing it in there, just the ability, because I don't even think we can attack each other if we wanted to, right? Like, at least in Divinity, you can, can kind of click up. off of the crew, and yeah, say this is my enemy now. I don't even think it gives you the ability to do that. I don't think it does. Um, Although, uh, it's got to be in there, right? Because you can be hypnotized and still attack. I don't know. Yeah, I know. Wow. I know. Yeah, yeah so for me, stinks. mod support. Mod support is what I'm looking forward to the most. Mod support, um, and then I think for official content for me, like, um, I, I really would like to see something like an in-game encyclopedia and a better character creator UI, um, or at least more information to the character creator and some uh, additions around there. Um, obviously, like yeah, full yeah. content would be a blessing, like another act or something. But I, I'm not even done with the base content yet. You know. All right. Is that everybody's word on Baldur's Gate three? Just a word for now. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we'll continue to consume and report back next week. But good video game, I think, is fair to say. Baldur's Great Three, I, I dare say as well. Yeah, more like Baldur's Great Three. Flask is right. That was a good one, Flask. You're welcome. Yeah, the series that was great. I opened the Baldur's Gate. I opened the Baldur's door. With uh, with having talked about Baldur's Gate three, is that like all you guys wanted to talk about in the roundtable section of our podcast? Oh, I'm done. That's all I got. That's all, all I got. That's literally all we've done. We need more time <laughs> yeah, I was to play say, Baldur's yeah. Gate tonight. Yeah, let's uh, let's go ahead and hit a break. We'll come back with a few news topics, right, Flask? Or I don't even look. Do we have news? Yeah, I put some on there. Okay, we got news. I don't think That's any news thought. happened. All right, uh, we'll be back. Vito here? You know he's not. Of course he isn't. Wanted to serve him a compliment. No, I'll never do it. Back. You can compliment me in his opposite. stead, and I'll never tell him. Alright. I seen that you unlocked the Butterbean in the Binding of Isaac. Yeah. Nice job. Thanks, man. I feel real good yeah. about that one. I would never say this to Vito, but he's a near and dear friend that I enjoy having a lot around. Don't tell him I said that. Of the that, show? Or? Just in general. Of the show. Don't tell him I said that, though. You think Vito knows what the pog face is? No. You think we shouldn't do a know you me? Do you know meme or something? Well, no, no, no. no. <laughs> do so you there, know there's me? A, there's a. I'm looking at the workshop for Binding of Isaac, and so the how it works in Binding of Isaac is items are 
Um, they don't really show you this unless you have a mod. But they have tiers. There's one, two, three, and four. And you know, the higher it is in the tier, like the better the weapon is overall, the better rated. There is a mod or when Isaac sees or enters a room you know, with the pedestal and the item is three or above, he does a pog face. It's just like oh, his face. And I, I would think it's good it's a good mod, you know, for beginners like Vito, because you go in a room you instantly know this is a good item, just take it. <laughs> I don't think he would know. I think he would be like, "What is? Why is he making that face?" All right, I love these. I love these news stories. <laughs> <laughs> There's some good news tonight. Uh, thanks again for Flask for curating the list of topics uh, of news, 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 news. You don't news now. You news. You don't news, now you news. A Red Dead Redemption port is coming to Nintendo Switch oh, and PlayStation 4 and the PS5 through backwards compatibility for $49.99. That's uh, right. And if you were to ask the CEO what does he think about that price, his response is it is commercially accurate. <laughs> Which is a phrase. All right, I well, love. I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah. It's commercially accurate. I'll get it when it's commercially on sale oh. for like. Oh, 20 bucks. What that means is that <laughs> they did a market research. A bunch of people are buying shit like this at $50. They said, why not? And they just, <laughs> I, I do love like the bold face. It's commercially accurate. Just basically saying like, yeah, why wouldn't we charge $50? Yeah. Yeah. What are you stupid? This is, of course, we're going to charge as much as we can. You're lucky we don't make you charge 70 for this. It's crazy that Idiots. Like, in, and maybe somebody did say this, but it feels like in the whole discussion space of, what were they going to do about Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption 1? I don't think people were expecting just a literal port for $50. Yeah, and no. A, and a port for, right, for two outdated, an, an outdated game being ported to outdated systems. Yeah. I mean, other than the Switch, I guess. But, like, it's cool that it's on the Switch, but are you fucking kidding me? Everybody and their moms was thinking this was going to be a, a PC remaster and this is what they fucking announced. Definitely. I don't know. I was kind of stunned, stunned by this. I feel like they make a lot of dumb choices with. Uh, they do. Uh, it's just, it's somehow was not what I expected, uh, but didn't surprise me. If you know what I mean. Yeah, Rockstar these days. It just makes total sense. Take with, two as well. It just further confirms my my opinion of Rockstar. Is the way I put it. Yep. Uh, next one's a doozy. Acid Wizard, the developers of the horror video game Darkwood, often said it's like one of those uh, uh, games you got to play in that genre, like the indie darlings, right. uh, has announced indefinite hiatus weeks after revealing the new game. Has anyone uh, here played? I heard that Darkwood games. I was going to say, uh, I played a little bit of it. Uh, I didn't really get that into it. Uh, but I heard it's pretty good, like that as it goes. I have played 30 minutes of it sometime in 2017. That's it. <laughs> it's one of those games that oh, I always on, need I to play every Halloween, but I keep failing to. I got an achievement. I made it through the prologue, apparently. Oh, nice, dude. So you are oh. essentially the master of the Darkwood. Yeah, I'd say I'm probably the closest thing we have to a Darkwood expert, so any questions you could probably direct towards me, yeah. 
Um, so why did they announce a new game and then just a few scant weeks later, scant few weeks later, decide that uh, they were going to basically shutter the studio? <laughs> I mean, there's a couple. Well, there's a couple. Oh, go ahead, John. Uh, we quickly realized that uh, John only finished the prologue of Darkwood. So what would be the point uh, of making a another yeah. game if you're just going to play the prologue? Absolutely. You know I guess. Mean? And that's once a good we, point. Once we looked I, at the data, we really came to that conclusion. Yeah. There's a couple ways. By the way, my, my question wasn't. No, it joke wasn't question. commercially I, uh, viable. No, I, I have. I have. <laughs> it wasn't commercially accurate to release the kids. Yeah. I think I do know that it they could said. be. Go go on it. I think it could be that they're feeling burned out. I mean, based on what the reply is, it's definitely the tenor of it. I think yes. that their post could also be interpreted to read that um, they, they just got enough money and they're ready to retire. Like, they're just done working. Could be that. They do say, so quote, doesn't... our families are our top priority uh, and should not be negatively affected by our work. And right that there is a possibility of returning in five to 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe that's when the the kids are no longer what eight to 13. I don't, I don't right. Know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, either way, like I, I completely respect them. I mean, whatever, release a cool game and yeah. be done. That's fine. And there, that, the, that game they just announced soccer kids, um, I guess that's just they only reached the alpha of that, and they're releasing one more update for uh, Darkwood, and then they're gonna call it for a while. I don't know. Maybe they were like obligated to release a, something about Soccer Kids, or maybe they were like did it, and the reaction wasn't what they wanted. I don't know. Maybe Marvel visual effects artists have voted to unionize. Now, this is an interesting one because I couldn't, I, no matter what article I read, I mean, I even went to the source of like the, um, what's it called? The IATSE, the union that they're actually unionizing with. Um, I couldn't find like what jobs the people who fall under this unionization actually hold. I just saw that it's a 50 worker crew. Of of Marvel employees who work on visual effects are uh, vote have voted to join the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees. So that makes me believe because that's the union they're joining. It makes me believe that the, that fifty worker crew is the on set VFX people, not any of the you know computer people. That's that's what I think is going on. But I couldn't get any confirmation on that. But that's yeah, cool. Okay. It's, a, it's a great first step for Marvel employees because we've talked about on this podcast multiple times to date that they have been screwed left and right. You know, oh, yeah. they have terrible working conditions. Uh, and so this first step is is uh, cool to see. Yeah. Um, it's kind of ironic at the same time seeing an a new union struck during the time of all the strikes happening do, <laughs> during uh, yeah. in the film industry. I, I would just yeah, uh, Google and see if there's an update on that. Um, and the short answer is no. 
Okay. Say strike them all. That's what I say. I, I saw an article from Deadline that Billy Porter says he's been forced to sell house due to strikes. BP? Yeah. Billy P. I have to sell my house Damn, because we're on man. strike, and I don't even know when we're going to go back to work. The life of an artist until you make fuck you money, which I haven't made yet, is still check to check. I was supposed to be in a new movie on a new television show starting December. Or September. None of that is happening. That's fucked. Wow. Uh, they uh, sound like they need to uh, pull themselves up by their bootstraps and uh, become get visual to work. effects artists where you can join the new union. Yes. Go yeah, for it, all right. That'll work too, I guess. Nintendo made public a bunch of patents they filed for the Tears of Kingdom. Tears of this the Kingdom is mechanics. Stupid. So, what does this mean? I hate. So, basically, they. Uh, Put a bunch of patents for like uh the mechanics that Link does, like uh fucking like him being able to climb on a ledge, him being able to uh like put stuff together, all like yeah, basically like all the skills and stuff you can do. Ascend, which uh, is just it's teleporting stupid. upwards. It's been done in other games. <laughs> Standing on top well, of a yeah, moving object. But, yeah, so like banjo what's crazy about this game nuts is, and bolts. Um, that the reason. The reason this sucks is this is why we don't have like uh, the Nemesis system from that uh, Shadow War game and other games because that's a uh, that has a copyright that's uh, patented so nobody else can like. You know, yeah, we so. say it's unique though. We say it's like only in that game. You know what I mean? Like the thing in the Zelda that's been done in other games like before. There's no way. I Man, I don't know how this stuff works. But there's no way they're gonna get like approval, right? Like it's just. Well, the, the other big had, example is. Read the story. Uh, Namco pat patented uh, mini games during loading, loading screen screens, games. and that lasted for years. Yeah, and the Dragon Ball Z games. But I think you have a great point in that, like, what Nintendo is doing here is bullshit. But it might be challengeable, except for the fact that like Nintendo is so huge and may be able to defend the patents. That's that's kind of the impression I'm getting. Like. Yeah, I don't know that these would actually hold up in court, um, but how are you going to fight Nintendo is kind of the thing, you know? And then mm -hmm. also, like, there's the debate of, are these patents for, are these patents too general in that they, they cover too broad uh, a mechanic, or are they... Uh, in practice, like like specific enough that they're patenting specifically the, you know the the uh, calculations that Nintendo derived to um, have Link be able to like stay uh, stationary on a moving object flying through the air. Like, is it the the actual thing, like him standing on a moving object, or is it their way of doing it? And how many options it's are there the for replicating that sort of thing? And yeah, that, so that's what it actually says. But like, where do I think you'd have to, um, we'd have to see, you know, if anybody else tries to replicate those things and then hits upon this, like, how easy is it to hit upon the exact same method is, I guess, the, the question at this point. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, personally, I, I think a lot of this outrage is overblown because. They this seems very typical for me that in software and technology companies that if you 
uh, found a novel solution to a common problem that you would patent it. Um, right. Because they're not actually, they're not, they're not patenting all solutions to the problem of, I don't know, having a dynamic loading screen or whatever it is, but it's the method that they use to make that dynamic loading screen is patented. I don't see that as a, I don't know. I mean, I don't really know what to think about that just because it seems typical. I bet all well, companies me, it would only this. Right. It, to me, it would only become an issue if like other, I mean, because everything iterates on everything. We all know that. Sure. If, no, if and, another, I, and I agree with that. Uh, take studio well. tried to uh, do their own version of like w during a loading screen, your map shows you where you were and where you're going to, right? You're fast traveling. If that ends up being um, challenged because they're running up against Nintendo's patents, that's when it becomes a real issue. You know, because like now you're genuinely stifling creativity and progress among sure. other uh, game developers. I honestly so don't see that happening, but I, but I do agree with the take that if that's the point at which I would raise alarm bells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I hope it doesn't. Uh, Papers, please is finally simplistic enough for Vito's girlfriend to play it. And that's with a <laughs> uh, Lucas Pope a new story. Yeah. Lucas Pope <laughs> um, made a free D make of Paper Please for your browser. It's kind of cool. called it's, kinda cool. it's a it's a it's a ten year anniversary of of Papers Please, and I guess they released this, and they also made the game. Uh, they put the game on sale on Steam. It was like two bucks. I just picked it up. It's called LCD Please. Okay. Make it them papers, please. Bump it up, down, bump on the LCD. He's bump it up, down, boop, boop. Dude, it's so weird hearing. I, I just loaded it up right now. It's so weird hearing like the paper, please music done in this like audio, <laughs> just crappy audio. Anyway, that's cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Fun. Valve is selling refurbished Steam decks now. See, I was seeing that like where are they where are they getting them from? You think that they the they break into your house at night and steal them? That's that's yeah. probably it. Like hmm. yeah, wait, hang on. That's yeah, that's probably it. You know what? Just check the news. That is exactly it, actually. A five hundred twelve new model is six hundred fifty dollars. A 512 refurbished model is 520. Honestly, don't think that's enough yet. Is it like a hundred bucks off yeah. of each model? So like if I, I don't know, if I'm spending that kind of money, I would just probably buy the new one at that. You know what I mean? I, it, don't get me wrong, this is cool, really cool. Go I was ahead. seeing that these prices are comparable to what they what the Steam decks have been on sale. Okay. Um. But what we, I guess, we may see in the future, like the refurbished ones, go going on sale even below the sale prices. But we'll, we'll have to wait and see. I guess I shouldn't have much fear in buying like a refurbished Steam Deck. I don't know. Probably not. I mean, I'm sure they're under warranty. Like Valve's got a pretty good quality. One year, you get a, a one year warranty, same as the new Steam Deck. Okay. okay. And yeah, that that high, the highest model you're getting for over over a hundred dollars. You're getting like a hundred 
forty buck discount, hundred thirty thirty buck discount. That's pretty good. And each lower uh, lower memory model is hundred bucks less than the last. Although the the cheapest one is currently out of stock. <laughs> and then finally, dark and dark flying off the shelves. Dark and Darker Early Access released this week. To the surprise of just about everybody, it released, uh, what was it, Tuesday? Um, Monday? I don't remember. Out of nowhere. Out of absolute nowhere. Um, apparently, if you had taken the Dark and Darker crack and were still uh, actively paying attention to everything, you would have noticed signs like the uh, Discord admin changing his his uh, bio or whatever, and uh, YouTubers have had some information <laughs> and been hinting stuff. Um, leading up, so I mean, there was a very I- insignificant, in my view, like quote unquote marketing thing going on, but for the most part, it was dropped completely out of nowhere. Um, the same day that uh, the developers Iron Mace announced a partnership with Korean publisher Chaff Games, C H A F Games, uh, who, as far as I can tell, have nothing notable to them. Hmm. Uh, so I was the game was curious sh- about that. I didn't look into it. Game of Shadow dropped. It cost thirty-five dollars for the standard edition, or you could uh, pay fifty dollars for the bonus edition. Um, I guess where the controversy starts is that it dropped with new modes of monetization that now have been communicated to players, including an in-game shop for. Um, different races that like an elf or a skeleton and such that functioned as skins that um, give you stat differentials. Essentially, you can pay to get more stats. It's not much, to be fair. It's pretty insignificant, but it's still there. As well as uh, locking classes behind paywalls. Um, weirdly enough, the Although two newest classes grind. Yeah. Right? You could you could have grinded, but it was one of those things where like you do the math and it's like, okay, so the first time I unlock a character is going to cost me 125 extractions. Then because of the scale, the second character I want to unlock is going to cost me another 300 extractions on top of that. Right. And we're talking about successful runs, not just playing the game and dying. Oh, jeez. I mean, that is it's basically unattainable for anybody who isn't just completely no life in the game. Um, right, and so they, they've they've since walked back the paywall thing. But I've been watching the Discord, and it seems like every few hours there's a new announcement. Oh, sorry, there was a lag, and we fixed it. And then twenty minutes later, like, oh, we, we've identified that there's still some lag. Uh, anyway, point is, it seems super unstable. The day that it came out, there were two different storefronts to purchase it on, and it was really unclear, like, how you got your key, and some people didn't get their key. Both Darker and Darker and the publisher have their own methods of purchasing the game. It's just very, like, last-minute ramshackle kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. For me, as a guy who was, like, addicted to Dark and Darker and really wanted to play it, I, I, I've been pretty disappointed by all this just because... Um, $35 entry price into the game, I think, is too steep, first off. But I would have paid that um, and probably told myself, like, of course it's steeper. Like, they have this, all these legal battles and stuff. I can I can accept that because I really want these guys yeah, to succeed. Same. But then they also have day one monetization on top of an early access title. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, 
<laughs> I yeah. mean, and yeah. the drop is so haphazard and and like sudden, and it, it doesn't seem like they have a good grasp on how they're. Yeah, like we don't know that this. this game's ever leaving. Early access. Like they see the like everything's fucking on fire and they're flying by the seat of their pants and it's like get the fucking game out, get the fucking game out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. it feels like somebody at some point made a panic decision of like we just need to get the game out. We need to make money now because we're bleeding here. Which sucks because I think to this point, I mean, generally, Iron Mace has been a pretty good head-on-their-shoulders yeah, studio. Like, as far looking as real good. feedback and um, communication. Other than, you know, s- stealing the whole game. Well, that's it, to be decided. Yeah. That is to be decided. But also, like... That's alleged. I think that even all this stuff... If they had mess like posted an, an announcement like the game is coming to early access on this day and this is the monetization model, I feel like that would have been still annoying because I don't like these monetization models, especially in early access fucking games, but less so. But it's the fact that they didn't talk about it and then you bought the game and then found out like once you were in the game about all this, it's like mm. it just feels incredibly predatory. Yeah. The locking the classes really bothers me. I, I always hate when games do that. Especially because they're not fucking done. Like, that's the thing, right? right. If they were complete and, or if they were honestly needing a lot of playtesters on these brand new classes, they would want everybody playing them. But that's not what they want. What they want is to make them exclusive because nobody's played them. And even though they're not done, what matters more to them is getting an extra $10 for every player that wants to play one. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. yeah. I don't understand why they don't just have some sort of supporter bundle to get money. They they I, have I, that as well. What, <laughs> Believe it or not. Well, are you talking about? I, well, I see the founders edition. Are you talking about something other than that? No, no, that. Yeah. Well, the founders edition. What comes with the game plus some extras? Yeah, I mean, for fifty bucks. Yeah, I mean that's something. Or they could have the game, and then have yeah, just like a separate supporters bundle that. I don't know. Includes artwork or some shit, but um, yeah, uh, this all leaves a very bad taste in my mouth. I think what would get me to buy the game now is just some kind of solid confirmation that their legal issues are done, and ideally the game is released on Steam. And with uh, the only monetization that I would really be fine with is this cosmetic monetization. Hmm. I would also like that. Yeah, they have such a fervent base that I feel like they sh- they shouldn't have an issue getting money so long as they release an honest, good product. So seeing them do this instead is upsetting. The worst possible. I mean, I can't think of a more fervent base of gamers. Like, we were literally downloading torrents to play the fucking... <laughs> Rabbit. You know, like, that's crazy shit. That's yeah. crazy shit. What if... Actually, crazy shit. Well, what fuck? of what? My house just shook a plane flew too so close to me. <laughs> Do you think that's maybe Nexon? That's Iron. That's Nexon. Yeah. Yeah, you shouldn't have said the what worst you possible said. way. Nexon just way buzzed your house. The worst possible way to read into this is that what if they lose the lawsuit? Then probably all the profits they make on the game are fraudulent. Right, like they would at least owe next on that. But what if that only applies to the sales of the game? And what if they found some legal argument where they think that they can 
essentially win by releasing the game, people buy it, and they probably won't actually get any of that money because they know it's going to go to the course eventually. But the microtransactions are in a different category and they're able to keep that as profit. Mm. I mean, that would be I, funny. That's, that's pretty conspiracy thinking, but the, their actions lead me to spaces like that. I'm not, I'm not even saying I believe that. I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Like, that's how bad this is to me. Yeah. No, that's... And there's that's, banking on yeah. the microtransaction profits being enough to, like, pay off the, the game. That they yeah, and mind you, it might sound like a real dumb idiot to somebody who knows the law, because, like, all that is just <laughs> conjecture based on... But what if it worked like this and that and this, you know? And Korean law could be different, you know? It certainly could. I mean, it's apparently enough where the police will come to your house for a civil matter, so... That's yeah. very different. I want to play this game, but like normal. Gamers, though there have been two D&Ds in the last couple of weeks, I guess at least one of them was really good. And the other one was the almost <laughs> worst possible outcome that I could have feared for that game. Um, hmm. Yeah, kind of sad. What are you going on about? I'm going on about that it's time to end the podcast. It's time for everybody to go back on the road to Baldur's Gate. I don't... Mm-hmm. I'm starting to believe it doesn't exist, frankly. Like, the city, I mean. Like, it's just... It's like, what was it? This Take a water, the city of gold, you know? Just like take a water. I'm thinking, what if we find out that... Baldur's Gate was the friends we made along the way. Doesn't make any sense because like a gate like opens. Yeah, it could be locked. These are all good ideas. We should keep them going, but we should probably let the listeners go first. Hey, listeners, you did great today. You listened to the whole podcast. You uh, took notes. You did so good. Proud of you. Fantastic. I hope you guys have a great time at Baldur's Gate. Tune in next week for an update on that. I got a feeling that at least one of our crews is going to hit Act 3 by then. I don't know, but I got a feeling. Surely. Surely. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Wait. What? Good night. Oh. (laughs) You got it. You guys did. That was good. Got him. Got him. Idiot. I'm. Idiot. I'm just going to leave.